Welcome to episode 133 of the Pixels and Ink podcast. I'm back. It's been three weeks. Did you guys miss me? Yep. Thank you, Phil. (laughs) 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 And of course, I'm joined by the usual cast of characters. Phil Brown. That's me. Our resident movie lover. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo nerd. Mm -hmm. Although maybe not as much of a Nintendo nerd anymore, if the internet has anything to say about it. I think I'm starting to outrank you with a Nintendo nerd dish. I actually own the Wii U. I think it's more of the public opinion is that Phil is not as much of a Nintendo nerd as he could have. He's talked about Nintendo in a very long time. Yeah, I didn't love Smash Brothers enough. For the community, did not for the give online it community, eleven out of ten. Yeah, which apparently is the score. They're very upset. Yeah, so I, very upset. I've been playing, and uh, well, we'll get into that later. Anyway. <laughs> okay. The ex Nintendo nerd, no, the ex communicated Nintendo. No, nerd? I still I qualify. So. I still qualify. Nintendo fan, I think, is what you're at the now. The Nintendo mm. heretic, and of course, that's our resident grumpy guy, Wayne Santos. Yeah, always grumpy. Always grumpy. still grumpy. Curmudgeoned. So yeah, curmudgeonly is a good way to describe it. Curmudgeonly illiterate. So what did I miss last week? Anything interesting? No, actually nothing of any interest whatsoever happened last week. We all just talked about, you know, it's like, you know, how much we were looking forward to having you arrive so that we could just, you know, it's like Yay. talk about you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We were, it was, it was, we were lost. About me. Yeah. We were lost. <laughs> all right. Do we have some news for this week, Wayne? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, do we want to go with me first? or Yeah, do okay. it up. All right, fine. Okay, so... Um, the Game of Thrones game, mm. which was Are announced nice. for being released before the end of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually is going to be released before the end of the year. They, they had an official announcement as of today. So they, December 2nd. They just released the game this week. No. They, okay, they released a game this week, which yeah. was Tales no. from Borderlands. Yeah, that just came out this week. And Game of Thrones comes out on December 2nd, which is like next week. Is that next week? Yeah, that's okay. pretty close so, together. Yeah, so those guys are crazy, like yeah. working on two episodic game series at simultaneously. Once. And, you know, it's like as I'm always, you know, bitterly pointing out, and uh, Valve just couldn't get their act together with Half Life, where, you know, it's like, still waiting on episode three. It's like if Telltale, you know, it's like a guy's with, like, you know, a fraction of the money that you guys have. And a fraction can, of the you know, staff. And a fraction of the staff can understand how episodic games work. And it's like, why can't you guys, Valve? I'm sorry. We all so, got distracted because Brendan's doing some miming over there. Yeah, there's, there. like, some weird mm-hmm. hand signals going on. Can't yeah. so, so, yay, you know, it's like Game of Thrones is going to be... Uh, the one thing that I'm still curious about, which I guess we're not going to know until the games actually come out, is how much of Game of Thrones do you actually have to know or conversely, how much of this is going to spoil Game of Thrones for you oh. if you play it? So, mm. do you think they've moved past? Like, is the show caught up to like, the books? See, that's the thing. Uh, no, the, the show is not caught up to the books. So, but it then might the books themselves aren't done yet. So. Yeah, well, yeah. But, but maybe this game will be part yeah. one of. See, because like the thing that I'm wondering is that I have actually only watched Game of Thrones up to season two. Mm-hmm. So if they start throwing out any season three or season four stuff in this game, it'll be like, well, okay, that's kind of spoiled it. I for feel like it'll now. probably be up to date since yeah. people that are into Games of Thrones are so obsessive that they're normally yeah. very you know, on, Or on the other hand, they might want to have like, you know, some completely different isolated side like story side that thing. says like, this takes place before the series, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, lead yeah. into things that will be explained well, later on in the And that would actually let them bring problem. kind of an ending to it, whereas if the books aren't done. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, it's like, this is like six episodes. So it's yeah. like they got to end it. They can't just leave it on a cliffhanger and say, well, but the dragons the will books. be coming and it'll be mm-hmm. awesome when they do. Mm-hmm. So, While he writes the books. Yeah. <laughs> We're just waiting for them to like There's probably also going to be no sex in it. So uh, yeah. Probably not. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. Isn't it all sex and violence? 
Is that what all Game of Thrones is? Uh, no, actually, there's um, a lot of political backstabbing, mm-hmm. which is like just metaphorical backstabbing as opposed to like literal stabbing of yeah. the back. I only know about the Red Wedding because of South Park. Okay, see, I mm-hmm. don't even know about that. I mean, I've, I've heard the term Red Wedding thrown around, but this mm-hmm. is obviously a season three thing, so I don't know about so it. I've never watched it. Yeah. I only know mm-hmm. anything so. I know is because of South Park at mm-hmm. this point in time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Not really, no. Okay. I don't. I'm, I'm just not. Super, You're not a fantasy guy. It's, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not super like, into yeah. that type of fantasy. Like yeah. I like dragons as much as the next guy, but mm-hmm. it, there's a lot when there's too much. Like this is Son of Thought or mm-hmm. the Lord of the. I just tune out. I can't. Yeah. Uh, so I can't, yeah, Lord I of the Rings doesn't really do it for you. The whole I ne- Earth. Yeah, like I like I, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. I thought Peter Jackson did an amazing job, but mm-hmm. I never made it through the Lord of the Rings book when oh, I was okay. a kid. Yeah, it was too. Once the elves started singing or the dwarves. Well, that was exactly it. It was a great story, but it felt like every time I was just getting into it i get punished by 12 pages of elvish poetry yeah so it was, it was a tough ride okay a tough ride so but i mean i hear it's amazing um hbo's track record is pretty well impeccable so i'm sure i'm sure it's and i love peter dinklage yeah. so i wager i'd like it if i gave it a shot but uh uh, you know. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't need to know the lore because they explain all that for you. It's yeah, like, of yeah, course. Really, the investment is just once you see all the political backstabbing going on, and you're like, oh, my God, they're not worried about trolls or orcs or anything. This is just yeah, people yeah, being yeah. jerks to each other, which for a lot of people was Sounds a pretty boring. new way to look at fantasy. because they, boring. Because mm-hmm. they always thought, yeah, it's just going to be like, you know, yeah, orcs and dragons and trolls and blah, blah, blah. And instead, it's like... It's political yeah, backstabbing. All, all these guys screwing each other over for... The throne, so. Mm-hmm. so it's like House of Cards, but in a fantasy land. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. Sweet. It's a lot like that. So, so yeah, December second. I'm really kind of curious about that. You know, to see how that goes. Um, mm-hmm. Other news. I actually wrote an article about this because I'm just so so excited about this. So mm-hmm. for those guys who have PlayStation Plus, in December. Deadly Premonition is going to be free on Yay, PlayStation Plus. I'm actually excited so, about this. So thing. everybody's cool. got to go out and download it because Deadly Premonition is the closest thing we will ever get to Twin Peaks, the video game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just, it's an amazing, amazing game. I haven't and, even watched Twin Peaks, but I want to play the game. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and I, I know that a lot of people, they were like, well, yeah, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's not a great game. I mean, it's got a lot of design problems, but it's so mm-hmm. bizarre. And I know that there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, it sounds really interesting to get into the bizarre stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. want to pay like 30 bucks for it. And That's how like, I okay, felt. Now you don't have to. Yes. It's going to be free. Mm-hmm. So And maybe it will make me want to go and watch Twin Peaks and see how bizarre it, that it is. It might, yeah. And it's like, like you should the, watch Twin Peaks anyway, yeah. Mel. I mean, it's like amazing. the, the sinner's, the sinner's <laughs> sandwich is an amazing moment in gaming. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have never been exposed to the sinner sandwich, I, which is just that's when... Um, Francis York Morgan, the FBI agent who is investigating the death of a popular girl mm-hmm. in a small Washington state town, um, he's in the diner, and then along comes like the local millionaire who orders his regular, which is a sinner sandwich. And then mm-hmm. uh, York is like, sinner sandwich, what is that? And it turns out that a sinner sandwich is a turkey, strawberry jam, and cereal sandwich. Ew. And... Okay, see, York just has the same reaction you do, but then Mm -hmm. he eats it, and he's like, oh, my God, this thing is amazing. And then he just orders his own, and then after that, it's like, it became a thing. Like, everybody who played uh, Deadly Premonition after that were like, I've got to try this sinner sandwich and see whether it's Yeah, the real-world results are not quite as Mm mind-blowing. But, you know, it's like, yeah, but you got to give people credit for trying. So, everybody tried it. Does that mean you tried it, Wayne? No, actually, I didn't try it, Mm -hmm. because I was just like, no, there's... You know better? I I knew that the texture alone, the idea of, like, 
turkey and surrey cereal and jam yeah. all in my mouth at the same time. It's like that sounds unpleasant. Yeah, my stomach would rebel. You should watch Twin Peaks, though, Mel. I'm gonna try again. You gotta just give yourself over to it. Mm-hmm. I am gonna try again, and, but and, I want to actually don't sit have, down and watch it. Exactly. Don't yeah. do other stuff while yeah, you're watching it. Watch Twin Peaks. I am halfway through the first episode. Yeah, Twin Peaks is not something <laughs> that you multitask. That's that's not a multitask no, kind of definitely show, not. So. You gotta line up. I can yeah. eat, can't I? Why watch? Yes, you can. There you go. Just mm. don't like you know talk on the phone and do work and you know it's like all no, kinds so of other stuff. No, so when I sit down tonight with my container of cookies mm-hmm. and my glass of milk, I will put on Twin Peaks. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Or and then Mike will yell at me and say, "Why are we watching yeah. this? It's horribly boring. Please change it." No, no. Don't, or, don't or to him. Like, yeah, instead of milk and cookies, you can make yourself a damn mm. fine cup of coffee. Mm. Maybe have some cherry pie. Yeah, some cherry it pie. makes no sense to you right now, mm. but at a certain point in the show, it, it will make complete mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, Do you like yeah. cherry pie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And coffee's great too. Yeah. I hate coffee. Oh, come on. Yeah, otherwise, you know, it's like just, you know, like get some names together of like, you know, some people you know and then get together <laughs> some rocks together and prepare to throw mm-hmm. them. This will mm-hmm. also make sense. There's a lot of things that in you time. can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Yeah. Okay. In other news, this seems a bit weird, um, but it makes everybody suspect that maybe something's up. Uh, so there was, um, have you ever heard of like Vampire the Masquerade? Came out in the late 90s. Mm, no. Okay. It was a. Um, a first-person um, adventure game that takes place in the um, Vampire the Masquerade tabletop RPG universe. Okay. Okay, and it was, like, a totally amazing game. Yeah. But um, even though it was great, you know, it's like it didn't do great sales, and then, you know, it's like the company eventually tanked, but it came like, this huge cult hit amongst people because they were like, this is the best vampire adventure role-playing game that's ever been made in the history of ever. <laughs> is there more than one? Uh, yes, there are. Okay. But... Um, there was a fan attempt to, like, remake this game, mm-hmm. and that has recently been shut down by CCP Games, the same guys that make The Witcher. Huh. So, of course, everybody is like, why would you make us stop doing that, CCP? Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't matter at this point, and CCP is like, well, we have our reasons. Oh, so, so they're making their own. Everybody is assuming that, yeah, there may actually be a new Vampire the Masquerade game Not in the making. The Witcher, um... Oh, no, EVE Online. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not Witcher. Wit, uh, yeah, the Witcher is CD Projekt. Um, cool. CCP Games are the EVE Online guys. So, yeah. Um, Potentially quite exciting. Uh, I hope so, because like it, it actually was um, a pretty amazing game yeah. at the time. Um, it actually used, um, what was it, the Quake engine, I think? Yeah. And, um, yeah, you made a vampire. You could make it from, like, you know, one of the three classes. Um, one of the most interesting ones to play was... Um, I think they were called Malkavians, but you know, it's like anybody that made a Malkavian vampire, one of the big problems with that particular strain of vampire was they had congenital insanity. It's like you know, <laughs> the person that made them a vampire was insane, mm-hmm. and that insanity got passed on to the person that was turned into a vampire. Mm-hmm. So when you play the game as one of these Malkavians, they just say like all kinds of crazy random stuff, and mm-hmm. they get access to like you know knowing things and be able to do things just because they've got a serious case of the vampire crazies. And it made the game mm-hmm. really interesting to play. It's like especially when you were like you know hitting on people, and they would just say like the most random LSD-induced stuff as like right. you know romantic responses. It was just like oh man, it was great. Mm-hmm. So. If they actually are making Vampire the Masquerade again, you know, it's like oh, I, I hope it comes out on consoles because I would totally buy that for the PS4. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. <laughs> Such a good game. Sweet. One amazing part in there um, where even though you were a vampire, this made it actually one of the scariest games of the 90s. Yeah. You had to um, 
deal with a hotel right. that had some problems. Yeah. And the vampires that sent you here did not tell you what the problems in the hotel were. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out that the hotel was haunted. Yeah. So you were a vampire. You're all badass and all that sort of thing. But now suddenly you're dealing with ghosts and vampires. Even vampires are unequipped to deal with ghosts. So that was like the scariest part of the game because you would wander around and it was pretty much like you know paranormal activity. You'd, you'd hear stuff. Doors would be opening and closing. You'd see people walking down the hallway in the distance and all that. Or maybe they weren't. You weren't sure. But it, it was just a real haunted house freak show. Cool. And I thought that it was amazing how, despite the fact that you were a badass vampire, that part still managed to scare the hell out of you. Mm. So, I'd play this. Yeah, that sounds fun. It was a great game. It sounds super yeah. fun. So, yeah, CCP, it's like if you guys are actually doing this, it's like, please, please, please bring Console. it out on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right so, on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's, it? Uh, that's about it for me. All right, yeah. I got a bunch of stuff. Okay. Uh, so, first off, we talked about uh, two weeks ago now. We talked about how uh, Christoph Waltz is going to play uh, Bond villain. I think two weeks ago is when your podcast died. Okay, then... So people might not know. Yeah, then... Okay. okay. Well, anyways. Uh, yeah, the internet's Christoph Waltz is signed on to play the Bond villain in a new Bond uh, movie, and this week it was revealed that he will be playing Blofeld, which is so exciting. So who's going to be starring as his cat? Who knows? Okay. Who knows? But I'm super psyched. The fact I, I want to know who's going to be the... Oh, maybe it's going to be, like, Grumpy Cat. Yeah. Oh, that, would make per- that, would, that would make Grumpy perfect Grumpy Cat as Blofeld's cat. perfect I sense. Totally it's going to have to happen. Yeah. But I'm very excited about this. And I like that, uh, yeah, they're, start, they're, like, folding in all the classic Bond elements to this new yeah, Bond universe. Nice, yeah. So it'll be fun to see what their take mm-hmm. on a contemporary version of Blofeld would be. Yeah. I bet it'll be sweet, mm-hmm. first of all. So anyway, yeah, that's a thing that's I happening. I wonder if we'll ever see Goldfinger just coming in there again. It's not entirely impossible. Yeah. If they're bringing back Blofeld, Goldfinger would only make sense. I hope they make we, it Sean Connery is like Goldfinger? That, ooh, would, that'd be be biz- that would be really bizarre. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. They have to bring back yeah. Pussy Galore in her flying circus. Oh, my God, very yes. Yeah, yeah. Very, very important. All right, next one. Um, they've cast Apocalypse in the new X-Men movie, and oh, it's going really? to be uh, Oscar Isaac, who uh, Oscar Isaac sort of, uh, he just sort of, uh, burst of prominence last year. He was in the uh, most recent Coen Brother movie, Inside Lewin Davis, where he played Lewin oh, okay. Davis. Um, he's excellent, and he is a very kind of low-key, kind of intense guy. And uh, I'm very intrigued to see what he does. He's also going to be in the new Star Wars movie. Oh, okay. um, so Do we know what his thing? role is in the new Star he Wars did, We did. No, it's been rumored that he's going to be Han and Leia's son, but uh, oh, okay. that's internet rumor, so who Han knows? Jr. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Who knows? But uh, yeah, no, um, that Coen Brother movie caught on in such a big bad way that yeah, he's uh, now uh, lighting it up, and he's going to be Apocalypse, and I'm really excited for that because I can't imagine what his take on it's going to be because he's so contained and intense, mm-hmm. and in Apocalypse is, you know, a, like, eight-foot-tall well, yeah. semi-robotic And that, that actually did kind of work with, like, Heath Ledger's unique interpretation. Yeah, of totally. Joker, where you expected the Joker to be just, like, out there. Yeah, but yeah. But instead it was just, like, this guy is a bomb, and it could go off at any moment. Yeah, for and that sure. was really scary. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think he'll do something very unexpected with that role, and that'll be yeah, super exciting. That'll so there's that. Yeah. Um, finally, uh, not finally, next. Uh, my favorite news story of the week by far um, is uh, James Cameron did an interview with Empire Magazine for the most recent issue. He said some controversial things. Yes, he said they asked him uh, <laughs> if, what the uh, Avatar movies oh, were, sequels were going to be like. Yeah. He said uh, they're going to be bix- they're going to be bitching. You will shit yourself with your mouth wide open. He actually said bitching though. Yeah, he said bitching yeah, because which is totally appropriate to me because that sounds like because uh, if you've seen Avatar. You'll know that it looks like the cover to a Journey album. Yeah. So it only makes sense. Actually, that that's right. It in the Avatar ter- 
is bitching, it isn't is. it? There's yeah, not exactly. a there's not a frame from Avatar yeah. that you couldn't put on the side of a Volkswagen yeah. bus and it wouldn't take to Woodstock. Yeah. And, and you it's nineteen eighty nine and you are bitching. Just exactly. like this movie. Exactly. So it makes yeah. perfect sense to me that the old hippie that dreamed up that so, visual aesthetic yeah. uh, would describe his movie as not, totally yeah. bitching. Not bad for a backwoods Ontario boy. <laughs> because I mean, he is. He is a backwoods Ontario boy. If I don't shit myself, can I sue him for false advertising? You know what? That's a really good idea. We should we should put we should put a pin in that yeah. and uh, contact him afterwards. Um, I also he also I heard a weird interview with him recently discussing the uh, Avatar uh, theme park that they're working on. I'm in, sorry, uh, Disneyland. they're working on a theme. Yeah, park? in uh, the Disney. What? Uh, what is it? What's that? Did the Disney park in Orlando that's like a safari? I don't know. What so, so Safari Land is now going to be Pandora Land. There's going to be is a chunk right? of it that's Pandora. Pandora and Land. Said, and he said that they uh, like. Are they going to paint tigers blue? Uh, they, no, said, like, no, like, they're not going to have blue tigers. They're going to have blue cat people. Yeah, they're they not said tigers. like for the animatronic uh, Navi that they've started creating. Like they said that like the most complicated animatronic they have at Disney World now has. Uh, forget what it was. Something like. Um, 87 points of articulation mm-hmm. and that the Navi prototype they're working on has 164 in its face Jeez. alone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and he so also said... That freaky realistic. He, he also said because it's supposed... Yeah, oh. it's going to be freaky realistic and he also said because like Pandora is supposed to be such a like magical uh, paradise place that they're working on some sort of scent to go oh. through yeah. the air. Oh, and smell-o-vision! Said, yeah, that, that, At last, has, we finally got yeah, smell-o-vision! Some, some sort of scent that has some yeah. sort of psychological effect. The problem is they're running... Sweaty in, cat people? They're, they're working on uh, making it so that it, it doesn't affect anyone with allergies or anything. Oh, okay. They're, wor- they're worried, about, be, they're worried yeah. about health risks. Yeah. So They should be. Sweaty As cat should people. Be. So anyway, he's going crazy. <laughs> Although, I think that the, most, the, moral of the, story. the most interesting thing mm-hmm. out of all of this is that I would be willing to bet that the work that they do on these robots, mm-hmm. these animatronics, is eventually going to work its way into like Japanese labs. Mm-hmm. And it's like the Japanese guys, they love their robots. Mm-hmm. And they have if, robotic girlfriends, yeah. no problem. Exactly. Yeah. If exactly. James Cameron comes along yeah. and says that I can make these things even more realistic, then you know it's like hentai labs somewhere yeah. in Tokyo, Japan, is going to be like, we're going to take that technology and we're, walk we're going street. to be improving it. Yeah. Exactly. So. Only a matter of time. Speaking of directors talking about upcoming movies and interviews, uh, Guillermo del Toro has been going around doing a couple of interviews to promote the Strain Blu-ray. And he said, uh, uh, well, first off, um, the Justice League do- dark script uh, has is been... Is that a mouse? Okay. Yeah. What? Uh, sorry, it's just like I thought I just saw a mouse kind of looking at us and then it went and ran under the shoebox. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that it was a mouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I saw it myself. The yeah. CGM offices have mice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just walked out onto the middle of the floor. Good times. <laughs> stared at us and then ran back under that shoebox. Good times. So, so uh, yeah, so, um, anywho, uh, yeah, Don't he's. Smush it. So, uh, the death of mm-hmm. so yeah, Toro has written the script for Justice League Dark, and it's apparently uh, submitted to Warner Brothers, and they will be moved. <laughs> so we're all captivated by Brendan here. versus the mouse. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so there will be a decision made uh, sometime in the next few weeks as to whether or not they will go forward on that project. Oh, okay. um, so which one is the Strain though? Is that the Strain is his HBO series with oh, vampires? Oh, okay, all right, yep. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, me too. So I, anyway, I, I really hope this happens. I would love to see okay. the Justice League Dark with Swamp Thing and John Constantine and 
what's the name of the, help me with this, Mel, the magician from the Batman lore, the Paldini? Zantana? Yeah, Zantana. She's going to be in it, the whole gang. Zatana? Yeah, Zatana. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll find out soon. going to be wearing, like, the, uh, the, tuxedo the top hat and the fishnet stockings and all that? Yeah, one like would it. hope. Um, so anyway, I really, really hope this happens. This is a really exciting project. And yeah, they obviously, it wasn't in the slate of the endless stream of Warner Brothers superhero movies they have planned. So, uh, who knows if they're actually going to go forward on it, but at least it's nice to know a script has been written. And the other thing he said is he, they asked about Pacific Rim 2. And he said that it's oh, going to... Oh, that's f- happening. Yeah, yeah, Of course it's happening. And so. they said it's going to focus primarily on, uh, like, the main characters are going to be Charlie Day and Vern Gorman, the scientists, along with... Um, really? Yep, them oh, and okay. uh, and uh, Ron Perlman's character as well. And oh, that it's yes, going to be yes, set in yes. a world, at least initially, in which uh, the kaiju are gone. But the... Uh, what are the robots called again? Help me with this. The Jaegers. Jaegers, thank yep. you. But the Jaegers still very much exist, but now they're like doing like rock'em sock'em robot to bites for TV and stuff. Really? Like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it sounded like it was. So it's going, going to be like Rocky with robots. Yeah, something like, like Robo Jocks. Like yeah, the little but a good robot version, that could, but yeah, a good okay. version of Robo Jocks. Okay. So yeah, um, so anyway, yeah, that's coming on, and and one can only assume that of course Kaiju will come back somehow. You know, yeah, yeah it's only a matter of time. So anyway, from space this time, mm-hmm. that would be cool. So anyway, oh, fighting them on the moon mm-hmm. or the asteroids. Yep. So that's moving along, coming right along, and God willing, we'll get to see that soon. Uh, also, this week, they uh, Independence Day 2 got a green light, and we'll start filming in May, so we can all get excited about that. More Independence Day. Um, yeah. Yep. How, how are yeah, how are they going to follow that up? Uh, the aliens yeah. are coming back, yeah, I, I guess. guess yeah. Yeah. Is Will Smith still going to be in it? Will Smith will mm-hmm. not be in it, but Jeff Goldblum will be. Okay. Why won't yeah. Will Smith be in it? He's too big. Man, his kids are ridiculous. I know. Wasn't that interview great? Oh, my God. Oh, Somebody just slapped that. them. Well, 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 okay, they they, they so did an interview so for New York Magazine, and they were talking about, like... How uh, does let them live? They talk, like, uh, <laughs> I know. Like, uh, the, the daughter, Willow, was talking about how uh, she doesn't think there are any interesting books. She, she writes her own novels, and she just reads those. Um, she's been doing it since she is six. Okay. Um, and uh, Jaden was talking about how... Uh, he can. He has the power to slow down time. Yes, he think he thinks he un- he understands quantum physics. Yeah, but and he still. can manipulate reality in okay. a way that we can't. Yeah. So his children clearly have issues and need to well, see the a therapist yeah, in Beverly Hills they're, as quickly the as possible. Is that they don't have to go to school. Yeah. So they don't have like they get anything they want. So they don't know how to be. Yeah, people. they're just yeah. they're completely out of touch with reality. Yeah. and they're yeah. also yeah. part of a, a religion. No, it's three people in that religion. Yeah, 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 yeah. two of them being the Smith kids, yeah. and then one other child. Exactly. Started. Yeah. So they they started their oh own religion God. too. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot going if on. If I there. was their family, that was like you represent the Smiths, you guys are yeah, just it, making us. But Will look. Smith and Jaden Pinkett Smith, they're clearly crazy as well. I guess I mean, so. They to have kids like that, children, yeah. and they're Scientologists and. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. But uh, hey, I, I got to say, though, I, I look forward to seeing anything and everything that those kids do from here on out because they're turning into a delightful freak show. Like, did you see the pictures of Jaden Smith at the Kanye yeah, West wedding? Yeah, I did the white oh, Batman. the white Batman suit. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was, I, the, yeah, I <laughs> uh, was the goddamn greatest. Uh, so, yeah. So, yep, they continue to be nuts. And as a last thing, this story uh, was a prank. But it was such a good one that I hope it's real, which is that Dread Central, the uh, horror movie news website, today they posted a fake story saying that uh, the, the a new final, uh, Friday the 13th sequel that was set into production 
that was called Black Friday the 13th, and it was about Jason in a mall uh, oh, killing people on that. Black Friday. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Yeah. It'd yeah, be okay. so good. Yeah. Have He's a been mall. to space. Let him go to the exactly. mall. Exactly. Like have a mall overflowing with those people trampling each other to get cheap DVD players yeah. and have Jason go in there and Just run through them yeah. with a machete. Oh, I'd play that. It's I'd such a good that. idea. I'd do everything with like, that. They, they said it as a prank, but it's such a goddamn good idea well, that I hope someone's listening. Did you see that they made the, uh, or someone made the Freddy vs. Jason NES game? <laughs> no, that but that got sounds released awesome. this week. Really? Yeah. That sounds amazing. I would buy it, but it's like 50 bucks for a cartridge. Yeah. Can you not play it online? I don't know. These are people that sell actual cartridges well, and games that they've perhaps done. since we write for a, a magazine perhaps, that reviews video perhaps. games, it would be possible to get a, a, uh, a copy of it to write about how great it is. But also, did you see the story about Constantine being delayed? Yeah, no, it's been canceled. It was canceled? They I stopped, thought it was just delayed. They, no, they stopped production. They haven't officially canceled it yet, but that's not a good sign to stop yeah. production. I, never, I have to admit, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it either, but it has, apparently it hasn't been that bad. Yeah, people said it's okay, but I just... If you're going to do a Constantine show, do it on a network where you can smoke, at least. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't HBO or something. At least. Yeah. Constantine not smoking is weird. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Or having sex with demons. Yeah, the whole thing is just wrong. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, I really hope they... I really hope that someone at Paramount read that news story about oh, Black Friday the 13th and they do it because it's such Come a on, goddamn why not? good idea. People would see it. It's a perfect Jason movie. Yeah, everybody would want to see that. It's a yeah. perfect Jason movie. So anyway, I hope It'd they be, do that. It would be better than the space one. So. Uh, yeah, but anything would be better yeah, than and the it space would be, one. It would be a liberating emotional experience for the audience the to only just way see th- all those shoppers getting oh my run God, down yeah. by Jason. Yeah. The only way they could ruin it would be as if they went the Jason Takes Manhattan route and th- two-thirds of it took place on a yeah. fucking boat and then he finally gets to the mall and you barely get to see anything. Maybe two-thirds of it will take place on a bus. Nah, fuck that. It's got to all take place in that mall in, yeah. re- in real time. Um, in it's multiple malls. The sewer system? No. Yeah. Oh, I'd watch it. No, it oh. could take place in multiple malls simultaneously. Jason could manifest, you know, various versions various of himself Jasons? and just like, yeah. Well, every Jason, or just set it in Mall America since that's Jason, like the biggest one. It's yeah. different yeah. throughout the movies because every director adds something to Jason that makes him different from mm-hmm. the other Jasons, right? Yeah. yeah. So you just have every version of Jason there ever was. Yeah. So they, so they have what, like Baghead Jason, leather <laughs> uh, coat Jason, yeah, Down syndrome child Jason. Yes, Down syndrome child Jason. Um, uh, it's an unfortunate aspect of the legacy. Um, <laughs> uh, zombie Jason, uh, robot, See, robo, just robo Jason. Yeah, yeah. Let's make this happen. And All and, right, and, well, and, we'll and because petition. oh 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 oh, and because it takes place in a mall, there's only one man who can stop Jason, because you see. The major department store in that mall is S Mart, where oh, Ash wow. works. Yeah. So, oh. and it's actually Ash versus Jason. Yeah. Petition. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Start it. Yeah, I would totally watch that yep. movie then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ash that's... going up against Jason. Okay. So good. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I can't top that. That's the end of the. That's the end of the news. That's it. All right. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> no problem. Would you like to tell us about what you've been watching? I would love to, Mel. Thanks for asking. So this week, um, because there wasn't a big. Uh, genre movie because they sort of are leaving space for because Hunger it's Games November. Right so it's November and also Hunger Games. They're assuming. Oh I yeah, I Hunger Games. I, I can't wait to see Hunger Games. I don't think anyone wanted to go up against it. Hunger Games is actually scary enough that people like you know. Oh, it's a juggernaut. Okay. Yeah, it's a juggernaut. Um, but they're good movies. Surprisingly, they're surprised. Yeah, they're not bad. No, I mean I've. I'm up to date, and it's like I've, I've watched them all so far, yeah, except see? for the latest ones. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you missed. I talked about it last week, Mel. The new one's yeah. good. It's just very clearly half a movie. Well, yeah, because it's two parts. Yeah, and it's a bummer. 
But uh, anywho. That's what it's supposed to be. Too. I know, I know. But anywho, so I, what I took a look at this week is an independent Canadian horror film that's going to play for a couple nights in Toronto next week and then is going to be uh, released on uh, VOD and Blu-ray and all that good stuff um, in the new year. It's called uh, The Scare House. It was made in Windsor by uh, writer-director Gavin? Gavin Michael Booth. So presumably he's also videos. Canadian. <coughs> yes, indeed. He's a local Ontario boy. Yep, local Ontario boy. He's been doing a lot of uh, music videos. And uh, yeah, his first feature and uh, basic premise is uh, takes place. There's these two uh, former sorority girls who just spent two years in prison for some sort of unnamed crime of which everyone in the sorority house was guilty, but they got the blame. And they've been recently released, and they want revenge. So what they've done is they've set up a incredibly elaborate haunted house for Halloween where they have paying customers going through on one side and a secret entrance where they've invited the sorority girls to come one by one. And when the other sorority girls show up, they take them into a back room and torture them uh, and kill them in some sort of... Girl-on-girl uh, girl action. Yeah, a lot of girl-on-girl girl action. The, and the kills are very girly specific. My favorite involved one girl who they took out all of her nails one by one and then removed her eyelids with one of those eyelash removers and then wow and then oh. yeah and then uh, <laughs> oh and how then, long were they in jail oh for yeah. they're this man. upset and then they cut out her breast implants wow yeah okay. it was pretty wild yeah. yeah and they're all like uh, specific because that girl so was, this is not PG-13 no it's straight up <laughs> art yeah it's straight yeah. up art and it's really well yeah. done and it has a really, uh, it has, I mean, it's a clever uh, sort of spin on these types of movies to have it all girl on girl yeah. like that. Um, so nobody can object. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, usually it's one killer killing off. So yeah, yeah exactly. So that's, that's fun. And um, it has, it, it, it looks really good. The director, obviously having done music videos, knows how to make a little money look like a lot. And it's very slick and stylish. It has a really cool kind of neon 80s aesthetic to it that I like. Okay, I'm sold. That's and it, yeah. it's... Uh, neon, that's all I need to do. Absolutely. And it's, and it's pretty uh, tongue in cheek. They don't take themselves too seriously. And the two lead actresses uh whose names i will confirm right now so i don't screw them up uh uh sarah booth who wrote the script uh with her husband gavin and uh uh kimberly sorry uh kimberly sue murray sorry uh again canadian actresses um who've been on a bunch of little tv shows and that sort of thing so far uh both of them are really excellent in it uh which helps a lot they actually quite sell the roles and see i just what would make you so upset like, you went to jail for what? That would mm. piss you off that much that you got out that soon mm-hmm. that you could re- exact I revenge. can't reveal that. That's oh, you, do you actually find out? Yes. Oh, okay. uh, there's a flashback that runs through I thought you meant, it. like, unnamed as you never No, 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 no. There's okay. a flashback that then runs... Then I will wait. Yeah, there's a flashback that runs through it slowly that's all done uh, through, uh, like, uh, video recordings that, of the uh, of the event that were used as... That, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, that were used as evidence in the case. Then I won't be pissed because yeah. I would have been like, what they do? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you find out. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, like, I would, it, it's not... Like, like reinventing the wheel or anything it's just very much a straight ahead B movie but I thought they did a, re- a really good job with it I was quite impressed and uh, but I've like I've had to watch a lot of really horrible no budget horror movies over the years and this one uh, surprisingly is, good yeah it's really yeah it's it's yeah, not it's, innovative but surprisingly yeah good. totally like it's the type of movie that if you were just like trying to watch any horror movie you hadn't seen before on Netflix and you found this you'd be really pleasantly surprised by the experience I love it's, when that it's, happens. yeah it's a really good, it's a really good time so uh, yeah I want they the, these kids, uh, kids, they're like our age. Uh, they, they, uh, yeah. they, these people really deserve, uh, yeah, deserve the attention that hopefully they'll get for this. And I encourage people to seek it out once and, it comes out. Yeah, once it comes Since out. Since most people if probably won't Tr- be able to make it to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. yeah. Two but if you're, but if you're in Toronto, uh, December first and second is playing at the Royal, which is a really sweet theater anyway. And then, yeah, I think. 
I have the official dates up with my review, which is on CGM first online. First and second. Uh, but it's the first, yeah, December, uh, first, no, no, that's first and second, but I mean for the uh, DVD, oh. Blu-ray, okay, VOD yeah. release. I think it's January 13th, something like that. Oh, wow. January. Really soon. Yeah, okay. really, really soon. Okay. So, uh, yeah, definitely do seek that out. And then one other thing I'll touch on quickly, just because it is the major release this week, and it's a little bit uh, genre-y in that it's creepy as fuck, is uh, Foxcatcher. The wrestling uh, thing, right? Yep. It's uh, with uh, Steve Carell, uh, Channing Tatum, and Mark Ruffalo, but uh, kind it's of funny. It's not funny. funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Okay. Darkly, bleakly funny. So which role is Mark Ruffalo? Uh, well, I'll go, I'll go through now. It's based on a true story of John DuPont, who uh, Steve Carell plays, and he was an uh, extraordinarily eccentric billionaire who um, became had lived in this massive estate in the middle of nowhere, and he for reasons best known to himself, decided that he wanted to help fund and train the uh, U.S. wrestling team. So he found uh, these two brothers, Mark and David Schultz, uh, both of whom had won gold medals. Uh, David uh, Schultz was a was, continued to train Olympic wrestlers, very successful. Uh, Mark Schultz, uh, who uh, Channing Tatum plays, David Schultz is played by Mark Ruffalo, uh, who Ch- Channing Tatum plays uh, Mark Schultz, who was a very emotionally and intellectually stunted young man who had a lot of issues and couldn't really do uh, succeed anywhere other than wrestling. So John DuPont uh, convinced him to come out to his estate and train there. He built the state-of-the-art wrestling facilities, and they formed a very deeply unhealthy and bizarre codependent relationship together. Um, John DuPont would like take him around and inter- and uh, he like would have Mark Schultz tell people that uh, he feels like uh, a son to John DuPont and all sorts of really they'd have a late night wrestling training sessions together all sorts of really bizarre stuff and then eventually um, uh, John DuPont wanted to have an Olympic team so they got a bigger team and uh, when it became clear that Mark wasn't a really good coach. He paid uh, David Schultz a lot of money to bring his family out to live on the estate and become a full-time coach. But John DuPont insisted that he still be labeled official coach. He made them all wear uniforms with his name on it and actually paid for documentaries to be made about him and what a wonderful, inspirational uh, coach he was. And eventually, the reason why the story is made a movie and why people know about it at all is that... uh, one day, uh, for reasons that no one's ever fully understood, John DuPont uh, walked into uh, David Schultz's house and shot him in front of his family. Uh, so that's the story. Um, it's very weird. Um, it's also very, uh, very dark, dark uh, upsetting. It's also really darkly comedic in a way. Okay. Like I wouldn't like Steve Carell. I think is amazing in it. I would not compare it to like what he does on The Office or Anchorman or anything like that. It's a very very, yeah, very dark, very real performance. Very eerily similar to the actual guy. He used prosthetics to change his face a little bit. Hmm, okay. uh, Channing Tatum, I think, is probably the best performance he's ever done. Is very oh. sad, tragic, oh. weird guy. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, as great as always, probably the hardest work because he's kind of got the uh, the Tom Cruise and Rain Man role where. Uh, uh, the uh, Carell and, and Channing Tatum's characters are eccentric, but they never really change. Mark is the guy who's sort of the our, our, uh, audience surrogate and actually, mm-hmm. you know, feels like... He's a straight man. A not, yeah, yeah so. disturbed man, and that is really hard to do in these types of movies. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, they have a lot of really uncomfortable comedy in it, which I really liked. Um, That's sort of really unexpected. hard to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, yeah, such, just, it's like, just such a weird situation yeah. that it's like you, you like almost have to laugh just to break the tension because it's so... Weird, yeah. and then also because it's based on this true story, and all anyone really knew about it before this movie was that was the murder. So there's this impending doom. You know mm-hmm. what's going to come. You don't know how. You don't know why. And uh, it's I, I definitely recommend it. It's it's funny because it's sort of 
coming out um, to be a, like, awards bait oscar movie, and it's directed by Bennett Miller, who did Capote and Moneyball, which were more straightforward examples of that. And, and it has these three stars, and what I like about it is it's going to attract, you know, a lot of, like, housewives and stuff. Um, who expect like Shannon a Tatum yeah? Who right. expect yeah? Like an inspirational wrestling story, and they're gonna be uh, slapped in the face and yeah. not know what to think. And so, I does the movie put forth its own theory as to why this all happened? Um, it's it's uh, it's 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 well done in that it's um, it leaves a lot up to our interpretation. Okay, but it provides a lot of you know. It's guided interpretation. All right. You know, you they can, do give you food for thought. Yeah, okay. there's a lot. There's a lot to chew on, um, and you know, it's not exploitative. It's not like it turns John Pant into being an obvious like super villain or something like that. Okay. But it's clear he has issues and what mm-hmm. they are. Um, so uh, yeah, I. Um, it's the only thing I would say that's a problem with it is that um, it has a very del- uh, as all Bennett Miller's movies do have a very somber kind of slow pacing to it, mm. um, which is both excellent for atmosphere and also at times uh, incredibly tedious. So um, that's uh, so yeah, I would say it's it's imperfect in, in its pacing, but it's just such a it's an interesting weird experience. unique yeah. thing, and okay. those actors are also good that I do I do highly recommend it. Like I wouldn't. Yeah, it's not like a traditional horror movie or thriller, but you certainly feel sick to your stomach and upset, okay. as if it were. So, yeah, those are two. Uh, so, yeah, you can either go have fun with the girls torturing each other or go have or come away from an upsetting unfortunate movie. time yeah. with box catchers. Very disturbed, but not sure yeah. how or why. Exactly. Right? Yeah. A lot of a lot of really happy options for you this yeah. uh, ho- this uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So. Make sure to enjoy well, those. for Americans, anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. We had our Thanksgiving. I know. So, we yeah. already did. We're we, done. Yeah, we, we got that out of the way a long time ago. So anyway, yeah, there's two fucked up movies to watch this week. Okay. Choose, so choose. Thank you, Phil. No problem. I guess we'll move on to what you've been playing. Mm-hmm. So what have people, have people been playing anything? I played Little Big Planet and Oh, Smash yeah, Brothers. you have been playing Little Big Planet, mm-hmm. haven't you? And yeah, Smash so. Brothers, yes. Okay. How about you, Wayne? So you got all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I got the fun stuff. Phil, did, what have you been playing? Have you been playing it? No, I didn't do anything this week because I've been plowing through so many games lately because I had done like a in the weeks that you uh, so rudely missed I did uh, I did Smash Brothers I did uh, Bayonetta like, like a Batman I did Bayonetta yeah so I've been yeah so this was I, your gaming break yeah this is, uh, this is a week where I yeah but you didn't not even like Alien Smash Isolation I know uh, I loved it okay but you, no, just I, didn't I, li- I loved you didn't it. love it enough yeah I gave it an 8.5 right. because I just yeah. felt because I loved it I just felt that like um I was just expecting more after mm. that. The Wii Smash Brothers, which I felt did everything this does, mm. except it also had that awesome full eight-hour side-scrolling beat-em-up game, which I loved. And also, I thought there would be more characters. I was uh, disappointed that every character that's in it, not only did I know existed based on advertisements, but I'd played on the 3DS. Yeah. And that was the other thing. The is that was... The 3DS version's amazing, and I didn't find it that substantially different. Obviously, levels are more ambitious in their animation, yeah. and you can do those crazy eight-player <laughs> fights, which are but awesome. But the 3DS version actually kind of killed the surprise. For yeah. The yeah, that's all it was. Re- yeah, totally. It was, like, aside from, like, you know, stuff that you technically couldn't do on the 3DS, like the Eight Fighters or mm. the more ambitiously animated levels. It just didn't feel... I, every Smash Brothers game I played before now kind of felt like it had taken the game to an, a new level. This one hasn't. This just felt like it was a beautifully polished, excellent new game. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel like it had gone a step further. Mm. So it's just more victim of their own success type thing. Yeah. Didn't hate it, but... Yeah. Uh, no, they like genuinely, they didn't knock it out of the park. Yeah, no, genuinely loved just, it, enjoyed yeah. playing it, and everything. I was just, uh, yeah, especially after like this game has been hyped 
as from the moment the yeah. Wii U was announced. Your cancer was not cured. Yeah, I so. was hoping that they were going to do something a little bit bigger and better. Um, but still, yeah, had a really good, really goddamn good time with it. I played a little bit more of Lego Batman 3 as well, um, just exploring around. And I don't know, did I talk last week about the uh, Adam West-themed level that yeah. you get to play at the end? Oh, not the level. I mean, you mentioned Adam Yeah, Adam West. West is in it. No, when you like complete the story, there's a secret level you can find in the back cave where you do a level in the style of the 60s animated TV show so like Colorful. characters are designed by like by that when you punch characters the pow stuff pops okay. up on the screen uh, you get and you get to drive around the Batmobile and it's all like yeah the even the like the Joker you play in that level has the mustache visible <laughs> mustache underneath the makeup um, it was just such a loving homage it made me wish that that was the direction they gone with for like a Batman 3 it was like Batman through the ages and like each level <laughs> was a different style of Batman done That'd be that cool. way. It would have been so much more yeah. fun. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, no, unfortunately, other than just rehashing old stuff like that, yeah, no. Okay. Didn't play anything this week, yep. but I'll have something next week, yep. I promise. No alien isolation for you. Not really, no. I've been... One of these days. Well, the problem is just that I had so many stuff, and, and when I play that, I know I'm going to get obsessed with it, and that's all I'm going to do with my life. Uh-huh. So I need I need to make sure I have a less hectic schedule when I uh, dive in and, and don't dive out. Okay. Yeah. And Wayne, you've been playing Dragon Age? Uh, I've been playing Dragon Age and um, Grand Theft Auto. Um, although, the I guess the newest game that I've been playing would be Freedom Wars. Oh, yeah, Freedom, Freedom Wars. Yeah, mm. which is, that's, a, okay, it is a Monster Hunter clone game, but mm-hmm. uh, the setting is, like, so bizarre. It's like, all right, so there's some apocalypse that has just, like, you know, wiped out the majority of humanity. Everybody is now living in what they call panopticons, which mm-hmm. are just, like, you know, these gigantic prison cities, um, mm-hmm. which are all, like, real-world locations. So, it's like, I was actually able to, like, choose the Toronto panopticon as, you know, where I was living, who is currently, like, you know, number nine on the world rankings for Freedom Wars. Hey. Because there actually are leaderboards um, for the people in these cities. So, anyway, what happens is um, resources are so scarce in this game that um, people are sort of automatically designated um, sinners and therefore just put into prison um, at the start of their lives or, like, you know, when they reach a certain age. So mm-hmm. you are part of the system, but then you get amnesia, which is a great way to introduce you into, like, you know, the you know, mechanics of the yeah. game. And because you got amnesia and you apparently were, like, a badass sinner before that, everybody gets so pissed off that they have to retrain you that they basically reset your sentence. So you go right back to having a one-million-year sentence. Yeah, a million years. You have to serve a million years that's, in prison. That's, that's, that's a long time. Okay, so now the way that this works then is that... Um, you make contributions to your panopticon, which basically means that you're a soldier and you take on these soldiery sort of tasks. And every time you do this, they hack a few years off of your um, uh, prison sentence. So it's like um, the citizens who are the guys that have graduated and they're no longer considered sinners, these are the guys that are now making valuable contributions to society um, because their skills are so valuable, they're constantly getting kidnapped by other panopticons. So... You, as a sinner, part of your job is these guys get kidnapped and then the Toronto Panopticon says, okay, we got to go out and rescue those guys again. So you go after these big-ass robots that have, like, these miniature prison cells in them with these citizens in them. And you attack the robots and you bust these guys out and then you just run like crazy back off to, like, this citizen tube that kind of just, like, just sort of, like, vacuums them back up to the Panopticon. And when you do that, you're like, hey, congratulations, you rescued the citizen. You get three years off your sentence. No, we'll we'll hack off, like, you know, 4,500 years off of your sentence. So it's like, I 
actually managed to get down to like, you know, 800,000 um, years on my sentence by the time the game ended. Oh, but um, it's, uh, as a Monster Hunter clone game goes, it's actually one of the best ones that I've ever played, which is why when I reviewed it, I gave it a nine. Is there enough like, like side quests that you can get down to no time and become a citizen? You, you can is keep, that a trophy? You can keep doing the quest over and over. I don't know whether anybody has actually managed to get it down to like zero and become a, trophy, a citizen. I bet if it's a trophy, someone now. has done it. Somebody has probably done it. It's like right now, like um, you can play it co-op locally or you can play co-op online. Uh, there's even like a competitive mode. Ooh. And all of this is on the Vita. I'm like really, really impressed by this. Um, but the the thing that makes it so cool as far as Monster Hunter games goes is that um, the, the science fiction elements um, yeah, the science fiction elements make it really, really interesting. Like uh, you've got guns, so you can shoot stuff. It's not just you're hacking things with swords. You've got this thing called the thorn, which acts kind of like um, Rico Rodriguez's grapple gun from Just Cause, where you can just like you know stick onto yeah. walls, or and this is a really cool part. You can just like latch onto the robot and then just take it like a huge chainsaw to it, and then just start hacking away until eventually its entire arm falls off. And, you know, it's like you're, you're basically taking these giant robots down bit by bit, and you're doing this with, like, four other people. It's really, really cool. It's a lot of fun, and it's probably, it like... sounds really cool. Yeah, it's, like, probably one of, like, the last big-budget Vita games that we're going to see. Like, so you if know, you have a Vita, it's actually worth You should out. get this game if you have a Vita, and, um, yeah, you like Monster Hunter Clones. It's, like, one of the best out there. I, like, totally, totally recommend it. And if it's you an like game. Little Big Planet, if you like the first two, the third one is... More of the same. Actually, they try and change it up. There's weird glitches, which do not impede my fun whatsoever, so I really don't care. Okay. But they actually added more sack creatures you could play with. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. they've got so new characters with You play as the sack boy for a little, wh- a little while. You go to a world. You unlock a little dog puppet-looking thing. Mm-hmm. You, then there's levels designed for the dog. You play that, and then you go back to the sack boy, and you unlock another character, and then you play as that character, and then you go back to the sack boy. It's really fun. <laughs> Actually, it's a lot of fun. I'm glad that they at least tried to do something new with it. It wasn't can, just Can you actually tell any difference at all between the PS4 version and Little Big Planet 2 and 1 on the PS3? Like, does it actually look better? Or are you looking at it and it's like, ah, it still looks the same? It still looks the same to me. Okay. But, I mean, I don't know if they're that high res as compared to the little ones because Little Big Planet's somewhat simple in itself, right? Like the stickers and stuff. They did add little details. Like, one of the uh, NPCs had stickers on him, and you could see some of them are falling off, and they'll flap. I mean, I I imagine that the lighting is probably better and stuff like that, but then that also, you'd only really notice that depending on the levels you're in. Yeah, because every, one thing I did notice is the music is different. It looks like they actually got licenses to use songs. Oh, really? Yeah, which if it's a uh, Sony first-party game, well, not first-party game, but if it's Sony, yeah, they own they Sony licenses to, yeah. anyway. That, yeah, because there's actual songs in there that you'll know, and it's just kind of weird. I remember, when, was it for Little Big Planet 2 or Little Big Planet 1? They, they got into some trouble with one of the songs on the soundtrack because they were, like, it's one, quoting, to Brendan. quoting the Koran yeah. and bits and pieces of the lyrics, and then... Yeah, you know, it's like certain religious communities raised a fuss about that, so then they had to patch it out so that that song was just not on the soundtrack anymore because people were getting offended. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this time it actually has some... It has, of course, it has a little big planet music, but it also has actual songs from various decades as well because... Various decades? So... 
Well, depending on the world you're in, okay. it seems kind of different. So, like, what? You know, it's like all of a sudden it's like, you know, the village people or I'm the Bee Gees are in there or something like that. It's like, oh, the village people in the big planet. That would be so that cool. recognizable yet, okay. but there's one, I can't remember, now I can't remember what it was, but I remember right. at the time I was like, wow, it's like milkshake ma- you know, music. Oh, okay. Pity sock hop type stuff. But and there's also like heavy metal. It's weird. It's just to have different kinds of music. Like metal? There's metal in well, there? Well, there's one that sounds kind of like skinny puppy, and you're like, oh, okay. kind of weird. And then there's one that's ballet ish. Mm-hmm. So I haven't finished it yet, though, but it's so okay. much. So, but it, it's not like I'm suddenly going to hear Run to the Hills in there so, and no. go like, wow. They okay. added so much to it, though, that it, that might be too much with a lot of different gadgets that you can get. Yeah. So okay. it's like they might have thrown too much into it because as a sack boy, you can have a bunch of different gadgets that do different things mm-hmm. for different levels. And then you have a character that can be big or small, depending. Yeah. So weight, weight is a Yeah, see, I was actually kind of worried about this when I played out at E3 where yeah, I was like, you they, guys are like throwing a lot did, of stuff in here. And I don't know if you need it. They did throw to, a lot of stuff so. in here. And I don't know where they would go from here. Okay. But you're not done with your review yet. No, so you don't. I'm only yeah, about. Okay. I'm. Unlock two of the three characters. Okay. So you have not but finalized your judgment. No, but it's, it's right. a lot of fun. Cool. I love Little Big Planet, though, so. Yeah, it's a great oh, no, series. Yeah, Little, Little Big Planet is amazing, yeah, especially once you start getting into the user levels. Yeah, That's the thing. Definitely. I haven't yeah. even touched the community levels yet, because yeah. I know once I get sucked into one, yeah, exactly. I'm just going to keep searching and searching mm-hmm. and searching. But we, I went out and bought another controller just so I could play with my roommate, because okay. Little Big Planet's more fun with people. Yeah, it of is. Course. That's true. Yeah. By yourself, is just sad. Mm-hmm. It's not sad. It's sad. It's just not as good. You walk around with a sad face on your sack boy. I play games by myself all the time, Mel. It's not sad. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> Eight person Smash Brother? Nope, nope, Phil. One person Smash Brother. What are you talking about? Me and seven computers. But yeah, but that's... The <laughs> are those your friends, Phil? <laughs> they They're are. there. They're better friends than you ever were. Yeah. You don't add me to this. Oh, yeah, I'm looking into this argument. Go home and play no. Captain Toad. So I have friends in Dragon Age. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm best friends with, like, an elf, and I'm best friends with, like, a canary. It's like, all of those guys, they are my friends. They're better friends than anybody in real life could ever be to me. Exactly. All right, Phil, get Little Big Planet and we'll play together. That sounds great. Yeah, he won't do it. No, not really. Okay, I'll get, little, I'll get Little Big Planet and play with you. We'll play together. Yeah, we'll play together. We'll leave yeah. Phil out. We'll make yeah. a no-Phil club. Yeah, yeah. What, a, what a shock. All right, that was that's it for this week. You can find us at cgmagonline.com where you can see Wayne's full review of Freedom Wars, Phil's full review of The Scarehouse, mm-hmm. and Lego Batman and Smash Brothers mm-hmm. and Power Rangers. Controversial Smash Brothers. The yeah. controversial, only because it's an 8.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you? I know. How dare you? You're stripped I, of your Nintendo I've told, fanness. I've been told that I'm biased. I'm not sure how. Against it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm biased. I like how an 8.5 means you're biased against it. It, it should have been an 11 out of 10. The person, the person who said that, I challenged, and then their next message was all in caps locks and with so many grammatical errors that yeah, they're, they're, they're either okay. a child or have mental issues. You just issues made them very I felt, angry. I felt bad. Very angry. So I think they just encountered yeah. the word bias for the first time during Game <laughs> and of you use it? don't know what it means. Yeah. They just, it just means I'm a bad reviewer. It's possible, it, so. yeah. Yeah, so I actually felt bad yeah. for going after that person. <laughs> yeah. you it's kind of like, you know, it's like in the <laughs> 50s when people were throwing the word communist around without actually knowing no what it meant. Yeah, exactly. It's just, exactly. But communist is bad somehow. So. Exactly. You're a communist. You can also so. see our our video of Aryan and Drekken playing Smash Brothers, which is hilarious because it took them about 20 minutes just to choose a character, mm. just for one round. There you go. We don't worry. We didn't leave it all 20 minutes, but it was okay. pretty good. I should hope so. So make sure you check that out. And of course, Facebook.com slash Comics Game Magazine. Google Plus. Google.com slash Little Plus Sign CG Mag Online. And Phil, look, he's already packing up. I'm not even done, Phil. There we are. And Twitter at CGM Plus. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.